Blog Talk Radio. You know, I was sitting here uh, with every intention of doing a Facebook Live video, <laughs> every intention of doing a Facebook Live video, and then I got caught up on the TV, and next thing I know, I'm hearing the starting music to the show, and I'm like, oh, no Facebook Live video tonight. So, no Facebook Live video tonight, but that's okay. Um, you know, we are here, we are back. It's me, Commissioner T, and the Madden Voices return. Sorry about last week, a little confusion uh, on our part, um, schedules and conflicts. As you all know, you know, this is not our, uh, our, the job that we do that pays our bills, although we love football and we love what we do. Um, there are times that duty calls, and um, last week was one of those times, and, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. But we are back, and we're going to talk – you know, uh, there's a few things we're going to talk about tonight, you know, and um, I'm not going to disclose it just yet because I want you to hang in there and wait. <laughs> you know why? Because I can. Um, but I'm bringing on my co-host because we haven't been on the air, at least the four of us haven't been on the air. I'm very excited, very excited because we have a full crew. I'm invite. I'm 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 introducing them all at one time. Doctor Train, K Star, JB. We are back. We are live. Welcome to. The Madden Voice. Live and direct, baby. What's what going on, fellas? <laughs> there it going is. Undefeated. Going to undefeated fan here tonight. Oh, man. Here we go. There it is. There it is. Eh, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, Tell I don't nobody know. care. It's all right. <laughs> It's all right. It's early. So go ahead. It's early. It is early. And Listen, it's, it's fun. It is it's fun. Early. I'm happy football's back. Here, here, yeah, here's sir. the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We've got the good, and we can certainly put the Steelers in that category. We've got the bad, and if you saw the way them Cowboys played against the uh, Broncos, whew, that was bad. And then we've got the ugly. And thank God, Chicago can thank God – Thank God that Chicago actually there's another team in the NFC that looks maybe even worse than Chicago, and that would be the New York Giants. They might even be worse looking than Chicago. I'm just saying y'all may not be the worst looking team in the NFC right now because the New York Giants look bad, just bad, terrible. So, you know, Train, it ain't over yet, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm Okay, maybe it's over as far as, like, 
you know, the season. But I mean, I'm just saying, you have there's there's some hope. I'm trying to be positive, man. You are my brother. But them Giants look terrible, man. They, you know, terrible. But but listen, before we talk about the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Steelers, um, I, I just have to live on the air, live on the air. I have to say, I did Facebook Live video. Um, texted my boys, but listen, I went to Dallas a week ago Sunday, went to the Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium. I just have to tell everybody out there, and I've been waiting to do this. Um, I did a, like a five-minute show. Um, it actually might be the best rated show of the year. But anyway, I did a five-minute show because it was so hard to do a show there um, in the stadium. But I, find, I, I was able to pull off five minutes live um, because I can. But let me just say this. I'm lying. It wasn't the best rated show of the year. But anyway, let me just say this. If you are a football fan, you don't have to be a Cowboy fan. You don't have to be a Cowboy fan. If you love the game of football, you have to find a way before you die to go to the stadium. You have to go. Now, I know Atlanta just opened up their stadium, and I'm going to get there too. You know why? Because JB, the voice of reason, lives out there. So him and I are going to get out there and see that stadium. That's going to happen. But in the meantime, I haven't seen that stadium, but I have seen AT&T Stadium. I, I cannot even – there is no way you can overdo how awesome that stadium is. Every accolade that you've ever heard doesn't give it justice. And it's not because I'm a Cowboy fan. I mean, it's extra special because I'm a Cowboy fan. I walked in, and I was like, oh, I can die now. You know, I, I, you know, I was around my brethren. I was around my people. I live in Connecticut. Okay, this is not cowboy land. This is giant land. This is patriot land. And then you got the Jets sprinkled in there. You know, this is not cowboy land. Okay? And yet, I went to Texas. I went to Dallas. I went to, I stayed at the Fairmont Hotel in Dallas. Nothing but cowboy jerseys walking up and down the street in the hotel. And then I go to the stadium, and it was remarkable to just be around my brethren. But forget all that, because you could, everyone can experience that. But that stadium is to die for. And I've been to a few stadiums. I'm not speaking out the side of my mouth now. It, you cannot go anywhere and not see the game. So all of this, I need to hurry up and get, no, take your time. I'm ordering food. The game's on right there. I'm getting a beer. The game's on right there. I got to walk over here because I, they, they ran out of hot dogs. So I got to go over here. The game's still on right there. I'm going to stand here and just have a beer for a minute because I can, because they have tables set up. The game's on right there. You can hear the game. It's on everywhere you go. It's phenomenal. The seats, they're comfortable. They have a little cup holders in front of you, not on the side. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're in front of you on the seat in front of you. I, I mean, every <laughs> detail is meant for your viewing pleasure. And I don't even want to get into the gargantuan monitor screen thing hanging over the center of the stadium in the middle that everyone here heard about, the largest HDTV in the world. I literally watched that more than I watched the field because it was so bright Man. and brilliant. I felt like I was so sitting damn. in my living room, except I had everything right there. I had to, I, there they are. There's yeah. this. There's that. I, it is... 
this man is so sure. damn giddy. Just listen, just listening to you right here. I mean, that that stadium made you a giddy little girl. It, basically, that's what hey, hey, that's hey, what going. Well, you, I'm not. I'm, well, not I'm not hating on you whatsoever. Hey, no, 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 man. Girl, my no girl, for you. Okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll just, blame, that, okay, but I ain't no damn little girl. Fuck, right, you right, remember right, me? Yeah, we met. That, that, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay all with right, Giddy. All right. All right. Yeah, Giddy. That's what these stadiums. That's what these. football palaces. These football stadiums can do to you as a as a diehard fan going to your team stadium. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Anyone who who's a fan of their team, you gotta go to their stadium. Whenever I go to Heinz Field, no, it's like it I'm saying if you're not a fan of the Cowboys and you want to see a football game live and get the ultimate experience, get down to that stadium. Now, preferably, it would be better if your team is playing, okay? Because then you get to see your team and then you get to see the Cowboys whoop up on your team in that stadium. But what I'm saying is the experience of being in that stadium will probably be every stadium in the NFL. I can't speak on Atlanta because I know that's the newest stadium. They just opened up, and it's a Mercedes-Benz stadium. So, I mean, okay, maybe Atlanta can rival it. I don't know. Arthur Blank has this little thing with Jerry Jones, and he wants to be Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones. So, who, who the heck knows? I can't speak on that stadium, but I can speak on AT&T. And I just, I'm telling you, everybody, I'm telling all you guys here on the phone, I already told my brother we're going, we're going back. Him and I are going back, okay, because I want to experience it with my brother next time. So, we're going back, okay? Um, um, and I plan on going side. back. That stadium is massive. With that people. stadium is massive. It's, 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 and it didn't hurt that I was there for Sunday Night Football. That didn't hurt, you know, so obviously it's even a bigger production and presentation because it's Sunday Night Football. I don't know how it would have been if it was like a regular Sunday afternoon game. There was tailgating everywhere. It was just, now, now. There's the, there's the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Now, at, 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 when the game was over and you got to get out of there and go home, yeah, good luck with that. Okay, good luck with that. Okay, that, that was ugly. That was horrifying. Okay, I ain't going to lie. Um, you know, that, 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 I, well, I'm, I don't even know how far I walked before I finally got a ride to get back to my hotel. That was terrible. But, hey, you know, at that point, we had a win. I was okay. But my point is, yes, go to your stadium and see your team. Yeah, do that. But I'm just saying, we are four football purists, okay? We are football enthusiasts. And if, and if you had a new stadium and, yours, and you, I would be like, okay, I got to get out there because of the football experience. Jerry Jones, kudos. Matter of fact, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Jerry Jones, this is for you, brother. This is for you right here. Kudos. Kudos. Wait a minute. Come on, come on, come on. Kudos. When I'm at Cowboys Stadium or sitting at home, and I hear Papa John's Pizza for Jerry Jones, yo, it lights me up like a Roman candle with toppings and flavor almost too good to handle. Cowboys, five stars, what I get. Like a Papa John's Pepsi, double crest. Get a Papa John's large with up to five toppings and a two-liter Pepsi. People are swallowing because there's no better value. Yo, catch my ride. Cowboys, five-star combo for ten ninety-nine. And he's also the coolest owner in sports. What other owner raps about pizza? I'm just saying I've, I've said enough. They got a lot of other things to talk about. But damn it, you got to go see the stadium, bruh. We're going. I'm just saying. I don't know when, but we're going. And just oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about before we get deep into football, um, I, 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 you know, I, I feel like we are an NFL show, but sometimes we can step off NFL and we can touch on other sports. There's two things I want to talk on real quick. Um, Great fight Saturday night. I don't know if any of you guys got to see it. If you didn't get to see it, I'm sure HBO will be rebroadcasted this weekend. Um, 
you know, you can you can you can um, watch it on HBO this weekend, or you can you can download the app, get someone else's HBO password, and go and watch it on the app because people do that. I don't, not that I'm saying I do that, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, you know, you can go on the app and watch it this weekend. Um, great fight. Um, I think I think uh, uh, Triple G won. Just want to put that out there. I, I was a little perturbed over the draw. I didn't think it was a draw. I thought Triple G won at least eight rounds to four. Um, but God damn it, that one judge who had it, 118 to 110, I don't know what the heck that judge was, was thinking or what fight that she was watching. They've already disciplined her, thank God. But that is why boxing is suffering, and that's why MMA is, is taken off for, for reasons like that. But it was a great fight. If y'all, get, if y'all didn't get to watch it and you're a boxing enthusiast, this is a good fight. It's one of the best fights I've seen in a long time. Got to check that fight out. I'm just putting it out there. Everybody, I'll do you guys here on the show and all you people out there. Watch this fight. It's definitely worth watching. Um, other thing that I want to touch on. What's that? I wanted to see it, too, but I didn't have $80 to put down on it. But that's probably going to be one of the best fights within the last two, three years because I've seen Canelo fight. And I haven't seen Triple G fight, but 37 and over 33 knockouts, I kind of got an idea. And um, I'm kind of with you. I don't know what that other judge is talking about, but that would have been, if I had the $80, Trust me, I ought to put down for it because I know they were slugging it out, trading blows. Oh, it was going to be a good fight. Well, I went to a bar with some people and watched the fight, and it was $10 at the bar, but then I ended up spending, I didn't even want to tell you how much I spent. I should have just stayed home and watched it, but it was okay. I had a great time, I had a great night, and was around some good people. And, you know, anyway, I'll just leave that right there. Um, the other thing I want to touch on real quick, if y'all have not seen the Kyrie Irving interview on First Take yesterday, I saw it, like, live as it happened. Um, it's on uh, um, YouTube. Watch it. Um, if you're a basketball fan, um it is one of the most intriguing interviews I have ever seen basketball-wise. I, 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 I sat there, um, and I was mesmerized by the fact that, you know, what I thought was real simple. I thought it was real simple. Again, for you basketball enthusiasts, Kyrie Irving got traded for Isaiah Thomas and a few other players to uh, in a future draft pick to the uh, Celtics, okay? Um, and the, the word was he got tired of being second fiddle to LeBron. Okay, that's his right. He wants to go and be his own LeBron. He wants to go be his own franchise player. That was kind of the word. So he came on first take to address all of the issues. And then if you watch the interview, I ain't never seen nobody so defensive and so evasive. And it's like, it's like if, if that's what you chose to do, then just say it. Why are you playing all these little mind games? It's just it's, if you're a basketball enthusiast, in particular, if this issue um, – intrigues you you've got to see this interview i thought Stephen a and max did a, a, a great job of really honing in and trying to get clarity from them and and you know me i'll rip those guys in a second because i i kind of think that they're a little phony but on this particular topic i thought they both did a phenomenal job and i'm sh- i'm disappointed in Kyrie because he's actually one of my favorite players in the league but his attitude there you know it just i i i, I you know it's kind of like gabrielle union Okay, Gabrielle Union is dating Dwayne Wade. Y'all don't know who Gabrielle Union, Gabrielle Union is. Um, she's got a show called Being Mary Jane. She's been in many movies. She's an African-American woman, and she is hot. Okay, she is beautiful from head to toe. One of my, like, you know, one of, you know, everybody got their little fantasy crush. You know, oh, man, I wouldn't mind. God damn, that would be okay, right? Then I saw her interviewed, and I lost it all because I just thought she was just an arrogant little snot, and I didn't like her. So the crush went away. I mean, she's still fine, but I ain't, you know, you just another fine woman. Now, get out of my face. Kind of feel that way about Kyrie now. Like, you're a great player, but I'm, you're no longer my one of my favorites. 
Like, I'll watch you, but I'm not even going to cheer for you now because I didn't like your whole attitude. So I was just suggesting people out there watch the interview. No one, did any of you guys happen to see it by any chance? Because I'm doing all the talking about it, but did anybody happen to see it on the show? Yeah, I, I saw it. I have a completely different take than you. I thought Kyrie handled himself well. I think uh, he did a good job throwing back at them the narratives that they were trying to pin him down to, and he was simply saying, look, guys, it's more than just LeBron. There are far more players on the team than just one guy. You guys want to keep pinning it towards LeBron. Um, the only thing that I think he could have maybe shed a little bit of light into was if there was some, and, and Max asked him this a few times, if there was a personal matter that was uh, in play between him and LeBron, and if so, then that's obviously fine. You know, we don't need the details of it, which he, you know, basically shrugged off. Um, but I think that he his, his main his main purpose was to was to say, guys, this is beyond LeBron. And um, you, okay, you but here's the thing. It, that's that's what he said. Okay, and then when they said, okay, then what is it? He wouldn't say. Okay, and then. Max very eloquently said, so you're talking about wanting to develop as a player, but you also want to win championships. Which one is a higher priority? Because if you're saying you want to develop as a player and that's more important than winning championships, okay, we understand you leaving Cleveland and going to Chicago, uh, going to Boston. But if you're saying that you think you have a better chance in Boston without LeBron James, then, you know, that's what we want to hear you say. Well, he wouldn't say that. He was evasive. He got kind of snotty no. with Max. Like, why do you keep, why you keep bringing back LeBron James? Yeah. Respected as a man. Wait a minute. You came on our show to clear the air. We are asking you questions, and then you're saying respect my decision as a man? That's my job, dude. Yeah, that was, my that job was, that is that. that. That part was weak. But, but I think he actually did answer the question in a way, because what he did say was he's tired of playing and he's tired of being pigeonholed as just like an ISO player. Like, he has a lot more to components of his game as far as passing and being involved in that type of setting, right, rather than just, you know, being ISO. And when you play with LeBron James, all he, the uh, main component of their offense is they want to run ISO. They want to run through LeBron. And Kyrie kind of had to play and fit within the confines of that system. Yeah, so but see, you're saying more than he, he said. said. Hold on. You're saying more than he said, though. Yes, no, he's no, saying no, he's yeah, trying yeah, to develop yeah. his yeah, you're adding more to it. You're you're drawing conclusions that he should have just said. That's my point. Is don't imply yeah. it, don't dance around it. Come right out and say it. And he didn't come right out yeah, and say he it. Danced, he kind of danced around it, but that to me was the biggest tell when he said that part. Like, okay, yeah, then it is LeBron because it's because of the offense and the way that LeBron, you know, the the offense runs through LeBron basically. Well, I I, I would be interested if uh, you know, JB train. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good TV. I just felt like he didn't he, – he, he fell short of just being clear with us as to what happened. That's how I feel. If you guys get to watch the interview, uh, get back to us maybe next week and let us know what you think. I'm curious to see if you guys are all on my side of the fence or on uh, K-Star's side of the fence. So, so I actually uh, actually did listen to it on the radio uh, going into work. And um, I, I'll agree with both of you uh, from – from this perspective, uh, yeah, he handled himself well as he spoke nicely and answered the questions, uh, even though he did seem more perturbed with uh, Max's questions than anything that Stephen A. asked him. Um, but he pretty much dodged every major question that had to do with uh, him and LeBron 
and whether he could win a championship without LeBron. Thank you. Or or whether he just he, – he dodged every single question. He did not give a definitive answer for either yeah, one. Yeah, he dodged that one for sure. Well, that's – but that's yeah, the meat that of the one, discussion. That's that that was the whole that's the whole reason for him coming on. It's like they they want right. to they already know how good he is and and what he's about. The whole reason for you coming on was the relationship with LeBron James and why did you leave the team? And he left that show with that question still being out there as the okay. Well, we still don't get why you left. Yeah, yeah that, and that. that the Kyrie right. that, 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 what he tried to do was what he tried to do was he kind of tried to put himself out of that box, which was the narrative being that he only left because of LeBron and because of the relationship with LeBron. I think he was trying to say that look, guys, there's way more components to LeBron, but I don't want to play the offense with LeBron. <laughs> but he didn't say what it was, and when Max gave me out and said, if Max, when Max gave me out and said, if you just want to say his personal relationships, then just say it. He wouldn't do that either. He should have like. Like, yeah, he should have taken yeah, that. Yeah, don't say it's more than LeBron, and then, okay, but you don't say anything. Okay, sorry, not, don't, sorry, don't believe you. LeBron's the best player in the league, okay? It, uh, maybe you want to debate it and say KD is the best player? Okay, fine. But for my money, LeBron's the best player in the league. For my money, before LeBron, what did you do? Not a damn thing. LeBron comes in, you go to three straight finals, and you win, and you win one. So now you're saying you're going to go to Boston and have a better chance? You can go to Boston and have a shot. You can go to Boston and be competitive. I get it. Boston's got a solid team, and you can get some things done over there. But for you to after three straight finals and playing with a guy who's been to seven straight finals, you're going to now go somewhere else and say, I think I have a better chance here? That's bullshit. You may feel like you want to be top dog. I, here's what I would have been, and then we'll get back on the football. Here's what I would have respected. Hey, you know what? LeBron's a great player. I learned a lot from him. I, I, at this point now, it's time for me to go be – I've been the student. He's been the teacher. I've been the follower. He's been the leader. It's time for me to go be my own leader. It's time for me to go do my own thing. If that means I lose a year or two in my quest to be another – I'm already a champion. No one can take my title away from me. If it means I take a back step while I learn my new team and maybe it takes us a couple of years to get to the promised land, I'm okay with that because I'm going to do it my way now as the leader of this team, not behind LeBron. I would have stood up and gave him a standing ovation. I would have respected that to no ends of the earth because you know what? LeBron James ain't the be-all and end-all. He's a great player. But if you want to go and do your own thing, Hey, man, I give you high fives. I think Kyrie's an incredible talent. He got some defensive <laughs> flaws that he's got to work on. But, you know, as far as an offensive end, you put him top three in the league offensively. He's a great talent. So if that's what it was, man, I would have stood up right in my living room and went, go on, man, go on. Might have, might have turned back. I was a Celtics fan growing up. Jay, I'll tell you, I was a Celtics fan back when Larry Bird was playing. Man, I thought them dudes was just like bad. I'm like, God, look at Bird. Look at McHale. God damn. Look at Dennis Johnson. You know what I mean? I was, you know, Jojo White. You know what I mean? Even before, I was a Celtics fan. I would have you know what? Maybe I'll be a Celtics fan now. Maybe I'll put on the side. I don't have a team right now. I, that's how much I might have went into that camp if he just came right out and just said, here's where I'm at, bro. Here's how I feel. But he didn't do that. And the last thing I'll say, sometimes when people are trying to be articulate and trying to be really – show that they're really intelligent, they, they come across not so intelligent. When you're trying so hard to be articulate and maybe even a little flipping, a little condescending, and act like you can articulate, this is what those guys do. 
Okay, this is what Stephen A. and Max do for a living. You're not going to go on that show and, and talk circles around them. I mean, very few people can do that. Maybe a Michael Irvin has been on there, and I've seen him do it, and he, he can hold his own. There's a few. Big T, Commissioner T can go on there. I can hold my own. There's a few out there that can do it, but I'm saying the average person, this dude, 24 years old, I'm sorry, bro. You, you, you didn't do yourself any favors trying to act like you're going to over-talk them and be all flipping off. You didn't do yourself any favors, dog. You didn't do yourself any favors. Okay. 25 minutes on everything except football. My apologies, but had to, had to, had to, had to, had to, had to just get some general sports stuff in there. So That's let's how you know start that off with the Cowboys lost, fellas. That's how you know the Cowboys lost, fellas, listeners. When, hey, man, uh, we won when, we to, when we had to resort, <laughs> we had to, resort to yeah, hold, up, hold up. Hold up. I didn't get to do that last week. Up on them Giants in New York. So there you go. And we're one and one, baby. And guess what? A year ago when we went thirteen and three, where were we after two games? One and one. So I ain't worried. I ain't scared. See, here's the thing. Let me start with this topic. Let me start with this topic. And I wasn't going to because K Star opened his mouth. So I'm gonna start with this topic. I want to know what you guys feeling about the judgment in the NFL after two games. The, the general feeling that you can say a team is dead or alive after two games. You know, you start burying teams, you start anointing teams, you start rushing to judgment after two games, which is, which is two for most of the NFL. Obviously, Tampa and Miami only played one. But for most of the NFL, it's two out of 16, which is one out of eight, which is what, 12% JB, 12.5%? 12.5, yes, sir. So 12% of the, the, the league games have been played, and we're already anointing. We're already, we're already talking Super Bowl potential. I'm here in Detroit. Well, they, what the, can somebody, one of y'all take this, please, because it irritates the hell out of me. I, that's why we don't even do power rankings until after four games. I don't even want to talk about power ranking, rankings until we get 25% of the schedule. Then let's see what we think on power rankings. Somebody, I, I don't know, JB, you're the voice of reason. Help me with this. How do you feel about the general rush to judgment by everybody, not just the media, but by fans, you know, by coaches, you know, by everybody after just two games? How do you feel about it? Ridiculous. With the exception of maybe a handful of teams at best, everybody still has a shot. And everybody wants to jump to conclusions. They want to bandwagon or they want to get off the bandwagon. It's just like, you feel like like uh, Aaron Rodgers with that R-E-L-A-X, relax. It's only the first two games. Now, if you want to do optics, okay, I can I can give you a little bit on that one. Like I said, that's where the handful of teams out there where right? just you might want to pack it up. But for the majority of the teams out there, whether you're on two, one and one, two and zero, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. You think about it. If you're in a division where you're on two and the leader is two and zero, you're two games behind. If they lose and you win, you've cut the deficit in half already. So that's just to put things in perspective on how close everything still is after two games. So when folks get all riled up about this, that, and the third, I just put my headphones on and shut the hell up. You still got plenty of time. Come talk to me around Columbus weekend. Then you start to see things shake out more. Obviously, as the days and, and weeks progress after that, things get a little bit more clear. But after two weeks, you basically got the sight of a newborn baby. You can't see Jack. Train, I, I want your comments on this. And, and, and I'm really not – this is going to come off as flip, and I'm not really trying to be flip. You are 0-2, and, and I'm really not trying to rub your face in it. I've been there. We've all been there. There's not – every. 
everybody on this phone, everybody out in listener land has been there. Everyone has started a season 0-2. Do you think it's okay? I mean, are, are you pronouncing your team dead because they're 0-2? Or would it possibly be that you're not feeling optimistic because of the quality of their play? How do you feel about the rest of judgment after two games? Well, I don't watch the other 31 teams like I watch the Dodgers. So um, when I say my team is done, it has very little to do with record. I watch the team play, and I know they don't they don't have enough. And when you're losing, when you're constantly losing starters to injury every week, it's uh, you, you're gonna run out of you're gonna run out of talent. That next man, that next man up thing just just kind of just loses its steam after after so many. So no, I don't, I don't, I I know my team is done, but it's it's not because of the zero and two record. It's just the quality of the team is just not not up to speed to twelve other teams in the league. <laughs> that's what I mean. Huh? So so let's go from the. Well, that's true. That's a good point. So let's go from K-Star uh, to uh, train the K-Star, who's on the other end of the spectrum. You know, you're 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 not you're not you're not new to this. Your team, I I don't know. I thought I might have read somewhere. Is this the, is this your team two and zero? Like fourth straight year, you guys were two and zero. I thought I saw that somewhere. I could be wrong, but I thought I saw that somewhere. Yeah. Um, um, do you feel like it's you know and 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 again people start saying you know well you know Pittsburgh you know Pittsburgh Super Bowl and all that I mean yeah how do you feel about it do you start getting amped up saying look at what my team did at two and zero or is it just like hey we got a long way to go what's up Nah we got definitely a long way to go there are four seasons within the season right I mean there's first second third and fourth quarters right I mean it, it's really that simple because teams evolved in either regress or progress throughout the year. It's it's an evolution of change. And I think the best way and the way we do it is, like you said, we do power rankings after the first four weeks. That's only 25% of the season. Um, so it's definitely way too early. And as far as, like, the Steelers go, while, you know, we're 2-0, and like, we aren't playing nearly as well as I expect us to uh, once we get a few more games under the, uh, our belts. And that's just – that's just proof, though. That's just just part of the uh, development of going through the motions of the season, especially the early goings. You know, it, it's it's fortunate. You know, feel fortunate to be two and zero. You always want to start off nice, but your team is not nearly. But the Steelers aren't the Steelers right now. The Cowboys aren't the Cowboys. They're in the processes of, of finding themselves and becoming whatever their destiny is, which we'll probably learn by around week six or seven, uh, for the most part. And some teams even get better and get hot at the end of the year. So. You know, it's all relative to the team, but it's definitely too early, way too early um, for people to be reacting or overreacting in the first two weeks. If anything, it's just nice if your team goes 2-0, but, you know, for from speaking for the Steelers, and there's a lot more work to be done. So let me transition from the from the rush to judgment to the calling out. I heard two coaches call out players this week. I want to go to train on this one. I want to know your thoughts on the public calling out. Um, Eli got called out by his coach, um, you know, for not making plays. And Zeke got called out by his coach 
um, for a lack of effort on two specific plays. And this was done publicly. This wasn't. This was. This was done during the post-game press conference, either right after the game or um, it could have been um, yesterday. It was either Sunday after the game or Monday. Um, but is that? How do you feel about the coaches calling out? Now we're talking about Eli Manning has won two Super Bowls. We're talking about Zeke, who was Rookie of the Year, NFL leading rusher. Is is that okay? for the coaches to call them out publicly, or do you have a problem with that train? Uh, I completely do have a problem. I, I really do. I just think you don't do it. Um, I, I think your players, your players understand their mistakes that they've made. I don't care what the media is asking you and what kind of emotions you have you have going at that time. You're the head coach, man. If anybody got a coach, it's got to be you. As much as people would could say what they want to say about Lovey Smith. I love that Lovey Smith didn't out any of his players. Like you wouldn't get any information out of him as far as his players were concerned. You know, and there are some other coaches who do who do that exactly you're not getting any information out of them. As far as 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 far as how they feel about their players doing the game. You gotta go back you know, most of them say I gotta go back and look at them. You know, and I don't think you should do it for any player, but these are like two of your, two of your superstar players. It's like, really? You you really want to just throw them under the bus right there? They they know they know the mistake they made. They know if they had a lack of effort or 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 didn't get the ball off. They they know this already. There's no need for you to feed the media. It, it, okay. The players need coaching support. Period. Okay. Um, train, I mean, I'm sorry, JB or K-Star, do y'all disagree? Do either one of y'all disagree? No, I, I don't disagree. I think that, um, especially with Eli, you, you're talking about a veteran, and he's back there running for his life, and he's not mobile anyway. He's doing the best he can to make plays. He's got an offensive line that still needs work. They still don't have a running game, so you know that the defensive line is going to pin the ears back and go after him. So, he can only do but so much. And, and with, with Zeke, I think that's more born out of the fact that it's frustration. And dude's young. I mean, he's, he's a young cat. He's still trying to understand some of the nuances of the NFL. And he's not used to having a game like that. And I, I, guarantee, I can almost guarantee I don't obviously know him. But if the game was a lot closer and that occurred, I, I'd be really surprised if he were to show the same kind of effort. I think that's just frustration from his part. That's something that can be addressed behind closed doors, uh, especially with Eli because of him being such a, a, a long-standing tenure in the NFL and being a veteran. Like you said, he got two Super Bowls, so it's not like he just came walking in from from the, the street. He knows kind of what to do. You know, sometimes it doesn't seem like it. But you handle that behind closed doors as a team. Okay, so you agree with And he's a what? Yeah, the only time – what was that, Train? No, I was just saying, Eli, I was just adding to uh, to JB that he, Eli, he's a high road kind of guy. Always always says high road, no matter what. You know, publicly high road on everything. Okay. You've never seen him badge anything. All right. K-Star? Yeah, I mean, the only time I really think it's appropriate to call out a player is if, um, really, if, if it's for – you know, basically a situation where the player's gone AWOL or maybe they're out partying or doing something, you know, uh, public, right? I mean, if it's on the football field, I don't see any merit in calling them out 
to the media. You can do that in front of the team, behind closed quarters, so it doesn't become a media distraction everyone has to talk about all week. So I'm going to half agree and half disagree. I'm going to take the middle of the road this time, since y'all were so definitive. I think calling out Eli is ridiculous, and JB hit it right on the head. You didn't, you didn't build his offensive line. He don't have a running game. Odell Beckham ain't in there. Brandon Marshall ain't, ain't even showing up. Um, Eli's back there running for his life, and you're going to call Eli out? You've been on that. You've been, yeah, head coach, this is your second year, but you've been with this team on your fourth year now. So you are partly responsible for the fact that he ain't got what he should have. Y'all spent all the money on defense in the offseason. That offensive line has been putrid for years. And I think calling Eli, calling Eli out was just ridiculous. I'm not an Eli fan, but calling Eli out was just ridiculous. Don't agree with it at all. On the other hand, I think calling Zeke out was absolutely appropriate because he gave up. I yeah, mean, lack of effort. You know, yeah, and and I get it. You're young. You're frustrated. It's he said in the post game interview. I watched every post game interview from everybody that was interviewed from the Cowboy locker room after, and and just note, I watched every interview after the loss, not after the win. I don't really give a shit what you have to say after you win. I don't care. <laughs> I don't watch interviews after you win. I will watch them after you lose because I want to see what kind of character you have, and I want to see it's going to reveal to me whether this team is going to fight and come back and focus, and I believe they will Monday night against Arizona. I believe they're going to fight and focus and play better. Um, it, but Zeke said this was the worst game of his career. As long as he re- can remember, he has never had a game this bad. So clearly he got frustrated. Nine carries, eight yards. Denver just Denver did what? No one's been able to do in the NFL. Denver did what? What is the this is Denver as a team showed you championship football. Shut down the run, make them go to the pass, and then you put three cornerbacks that could be number ones on any team out there on their islands and shut them down, and you got to win. Oh, and on offense, Simeon looked like you know. Tom Brady back there, and oh yeah, we're going to run for 130 yards um, as, as uh, one player and over 200 yards as a team. I mean, it's the, it's the NFL formula for success. And that's what they did to the team, the one of the teams that actually created that formula back in the 90s. That's what they did to this team who's tr- who did that last year but couldn't do it against them. They just whooped, whooped us from pillar to post. So I wanted to see the interview, and I saw the interview, and I get it. He's 22 years old. He's gone through a lot, you know, in the offseason, and he's still going through a lot, and I get the bit of frustration. This is where character is built. This is where, and, and I think it was absolutely appropriate for Garrett to mention it, to say it's not indicative of who he is, but it will be addressed, and to say I don't think it'll happen again. And then you sit, that, you sit this young man down that is young enough to be my son, because me and Jason Garrett are, I think, one year apart, so we're about the same age. So you sit him down. And you explain to him, hey, I understand you were frustrated, but we got a long season. You can't be getting frustrated uh, like this. You can't do it. We got a long season. We need you. You are our bell cow. You are our superstar. You might be the best player on this team. Because it sure the hell ain't Des Bryant. And I'm about to go there in a minute. It sure the hell ain't Des Bryant. Um, and it ain't Dak Prescott. Okay? You may be the best player on this team. Period. We don't need, the, we don't need that performance. We don't need you. You need to be a leader. Even at 22 years old, people will follow your lead. You're going to touch the ball a lot in the game. You're going to be visible. You are a superstar, and they've got to see that you're not getting flustered. Watch Jason Witten. There's your, there's your role model. There's your role model. He's sitting right over there, 35 years old. 
That's your role model. When you see him give up on a play, then you have my permission to give up on a play. But Jason Witten will never give up on a play. Since we're on Dallas, if y'all don't mind, if y'all don't mind, I need a moment. If y'all don't mind. T, real quick, before you go on, just one quick point. I'm about about to light it up. Go on. I know. I know. What I understand is why Zeke fights the suspension so rigorously only to give up in that scenario. It's like, dude, you you fought suspension so that you can play and be be on the team or on the field with your teammates. And then you give up because he didn't expect because he, because because he played he because we, coming into this game he's averaged 108 yards per game he didn't expect to get eight yards there was nothing yeah. in the game plan that they thought that, that they knew Denver would be tough but the Giants were supposed to be tough and he ran for 104 yards so there was nothing there that would have him suspect that he would only get eight yards and therefore um, he was frustrated. And as a young man, I understand that. It's okay. I get it. I'm all right with that. But I'm not okay with giving up on a play. I got a problem with that. I want to shout out to my man, Johnny Showtime. Johnny Showtime just messaged me. He's got, his own, he's got his own thing going on on Twitter. I got to get his information. We're talking about trying to do some business together. Just let me know that he's listening. So my man, Johnny Showtime, Commissioner T here with Dr. Train, K-Star, and JB. Hey, man, glad you're checking out the Madden Voice. We'll be in touch. Now, I need a moment. Fellas, I need a moment. I need y'all to indulge me. Don't go nowhere. Don't run. Don't go to the fridge and get something to drink. Don't go to the don't go to the men's room. Uh, anything like that. I need I need you guys to just give me a minute. I need a T Bonics moment here. Roll with me just for a minute. T Bonics. By the way, if anybody wants to call in, three four seven eight three eight nine five two five three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. We are on Twitter at the Madden Voice. And hey, you want to go to Facebook? It's Facebook.com backslash you know what it is it's the madden voice me commissioner t jb k star and dr train talking a little football i need a moment because and k star's probably gonna love this um this bryant is no longer an elite wide receiver in the nfl period he is no longer elite he may not even be second tier in my opinion anymore he may be on that third tier of receivers um he's healthy he had a great training camp there's no excuses I have defended this man. I have been in this corner. I have said he has had injuries. We've had quarterback issues. There's been all types of things going on in Dallas. And I have said when Dez is healthy, he will return to the elite level. He will be on the same discussion as A.J. Green and Julio Jones, or Julio Jones, whatever the hell his name is, Antonio Bryant, Odell Beckham. I felt very confident that he will be on that level. And I believe he can, but he is not. It's not even close. 13, I'm sorry, 16 targets, seven receptions, 59 yards, one touchdown. And he was, he was um, responsible for one interception. Now, that last one, I will give that on Dak. I'm not going to give that last one at the lead ran back um, 103 yards. I'm not going to give that one to Dez. I'm going to give that one on Dak. There were two plays, actually, where he played defensive back and stopped the interception from happening. I give, I give Dez credit for that. But when you are elite – and your team needs you because your running back, and I'm not even blaming Zeke because the offensive line got manhandled. So I'm not blaming Zeke at all. The offensive line was manhandled, okay? But if you are elite and your team is sitting there saying, we can't run the ball, how do you loosen up that defensive line, that seven, eight in the box that they're doing and leaving the cornerbacks on the island, that means you've got to win your one-on-one battles. That mean, And you didn't even have to leave on you the whole game, maybe half the game. 
And you're not winning those battles, bro. You're not doing. I watched Drew Pearson. I watched Michael Irvin. I watched Terrell Owens. Okay? Superstars. Guys that would change the game on their own. Guys that you can go to. You got one in Pittsburgh, K-Star, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Okay? There are wide receivers in this game that can take over a game, particularly if the running game isn't working. And you know, Jerry Rice is the first one that comes to mind, but there have been many over the years. Michael Irvin, I think I already said that name. There are, there are wide receivers that you can count on to do that. And there was a point in Dez's career where he did that. I don't know what happened. Maybe the rest of the league got better and Dez didn't. Maybe everyone else closed the gap on Dez. And he hasn't progressed. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's still working on chemistry with Dak. I can't, I don't, or maybe he's just not as good as I thought. Had a couple of good seasons and got his money, and here we go. I don't know what it is, but I'm calling him out. Okay, I'm not saying you're the reason that Dallas lost to Denver. I'm not saying that because the team just blew it. Nobody, and let me be very clear, nobody played well. Maybe Demarcus Lawrence. That might be the only guy that I would say consistently played well. I'm not even going to say Sean Lee and Jalen Smith because I saw them missing tackles too. I, I, I'm not even giving them any credit. Maybe, maybe, maybe Demarcus Lawrence forced a fumble. Um, you know, ended up turning into a touchdown. So maybe. But everybody else stunk it up on that team. But Dez, you a superstar. You one of the highest paid wide receivers in the game. Okay. 14 years, 70 million dollars, and this is what you bring to the table. I'm sorry, five years, 17, 70 million dollars on 14 years. Five years, 70 million dollars, 14, 14 million a year. And this is what you bring to the table, bro? You need to step up. You need to step up. You need to step up now. I don't know what it is you need to do. Go eat your spinach. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. But you need, to, you need to step up. This team needs you. This team, when Zeke can't get it done because either Zeke's having a bad game or the O-line is having a bad game, at this point, they need to fear you, and they do not. You strike no fear into cornerbacks now. They look at you as just another wide receiver. So, brah, you need to step up, or it's going to be a tough season for that team. Step up. And Dak, no more 16 targets to this dude, man. Too many. Give him eight. Spread that ball around. Let's get Witten more involved. Cole Beasley, you know. There's other guys that can make plays. Terrence Williams. You know, let's get some guys in there that want to play that they're going to win their one-on-one matchups that maybe know how to run a route because that's another issue. I won't even go there. Y'all don't know I played wide receiver back in the day. All right, I'm done. I just had to get that off my chest. Please forgive me, guys. Please forgive me. Um, um, let's switch over to Marshawn Lynch. I want, I want opinions on this one. Um, and I'm, I'm curious with K-Star. And I'm curious, there's a reason I'm curious, but I don't know if K-Star is going to know why I'm asking him in particular about this one. So, so let's, see if he, let's see if K-Star puts it together. Now, I don't think he will. Okay. K-Star don't, don't have, don't have that, 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 that extra, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word I'm looking for. Whatever that word is, he ain't got it. I don't think he's going to be able to put this together. But maybe I'm wrong. Marshawn Lynch was uh, caught dancing on sidelines. Um, Oakland was up like 35-13 or something like that over the Jets. Um, Marshawn Lynch was dancing. Um, they had it up on the Jumbotron. And Jordan Jenkins on the Jets, a couple of Jet players took it personal. They were offended. They thought that it was, you know, not appropriate. 
that he was rubbing it in their face. Of course, they did say, well, I guess he can because we played like crap. But but they got there later. Originally, it was, hey, you know, I'm offended by it. K-Star, do you have a problem with Marshawn Lynch in the fourth quarter dancing on sidelines? <laughs> no, zero problem. Marshawn came back for Oakland only because he's from Oakland. He said multiple times he's going to ride out with his homies, his friends, his boys, and have a good time. And that's what he was doing after a blowout win, or in the middle of a blowout win. And I had no problem with it. I mean, this guy came back again. He stated his purpose. The Jets couldn't stop him or, or anyone, really, running the football from Oakland. And um, Marshawn's just going to be Marshawn, and, and Oakland's going to be Oakland. This is the last season in Oakland. Let them have fun. Let the hometown player, one of the great running backs of this era, have fun with his hometown, have fun with his friends, his family, anyone else, and enjoy enjoy this, this win, especially the home opener in Oakland for Marshawn Lynch. Now, do you know why I asked you? No, you don't know. Do any of you guys know why I asked Caucasian? you? Caucasian? Is it because I'm a Caucasian, man? Uh, no, it's not because you're a Caucasian. Good, yeah. good, 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 good answer, though. Do you, do you <laughs> know why I asked? It had to do with Antonio Brown? Nope. It's some probably nope. Cam Newton from back in the day. Ah! What about Cam Newton? Come on. So, uh, you didn't so, like it when, when Cam Newton celebrated, but, I, you know, I did. I didn't like it, and you, 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 you took exception to me not liking it, and, yeah. and, and I thought you would make a, 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 a parallel here um, because I, don't, I didn't like it when Cam Newton was dabbing, and, but there, there, there is a difference. Um, first of all, I agree with you. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, they were playing their, their, you know, whatever, their theme song. He was dancing. They put on a jumbotron. Anybody's getting into it. He's back in Oakland Great. perfectly. You know, I, I, I have no problem with it. However, Cam Newton, on the other hand, I, I had a problem with his da- dabbing and stuff because when he loses, he's got his lips in his lap. Um, you cannot have it both ways. And so that's the difference. He was there. he was over there taking pictures and all of that. He's on the field dabbing, he's taking pictures. Then when he loses, you know, he sits there with a hoodie on his face, looking like you know he just lost his best friend. That's 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 my point. So that's why. Um, but K Star, while I have you, and while we're talking about Cam Newton, and then and then I want to go back and get JB and Train's yeah. thoughts on Marshawn Dance. But before we do that, you oh. do recall your your prediction that Cam Newton was well, going to the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> How you feel about that? Yeah, really How you feel right. about that, DJ? How you feel about that? Well, he's still re- he's still really young. He's got an MVP season under his belt, but he's playing really bad so far this season. I was listen. I'm obviously a monster Cam Newton fan, which is why I said something so ridiculous as that um, about the whole Canton thing. And I, I gotta say, he's he's playing very poorly. The, they had a chance to close out the Buffalo game wide open was Christian McCaffrey on a speed out. Wide open. If they if he connects on that little three yard out out route, they win the game. Instead, Buffalo almost won the game. Nearly did. Went off the fingertips of Zay Jones and um, Cam's playing really bad. Now, as a caveat, as a reminder, he is coming off shoulder shoulder surgery. He did play hurt in the game. He got knocked out in the third quarter. Came back in, um, but he's got to make those throws, man. I mean, he. If not, he probably shouldn't be playing right now, frankly. If if that injury is limiting him to this degree in which 
it looks like it is. He shouldn't be on the field. And if he is on the field, then he's got to be better. He's just got to be better. I got to be honest. He's got to be better. You have to complete those type of throws. I'd be serious. It's amazing they're two and zero. It's not because of Cam. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. He's playing crappy. Um, I laughed like when you said, said it. Season so is young. Yeah, season's young, but you know he's a veteran now, and and there are no excuses. You're a veteran, and um, I don't want to hear injury because if you if you can't play, then you know that's why Andrew Luck ain't playing. Okay, yep. you can't play, then yep. don't play. But you get on that field, you're expected to perform, especially since you have played at MVP level before. You know, you have been to a Super Bowl, and this is what you have for us now a few years later? Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, uh, JB, I want to get back. And, well, actually, I just asked because if, if there's – you know, we don't really need to beat it to death. JB and Train, any issues with Marshawn Lynch dancing on the sideline? Nope, zero, absolutely not. Hell no, it's deep mode, man, really. <laughs> okay. No, Other than that, then, then, then. Uh, we'll start dancing too. Uh, that would have been funny. Mm-hmm. So, on a, uh, since we since we talked about uh, quarterbacks, we talked about Andrew Luck. Um, Andrew Luck is now ruled out for week three. Can somebody help me understand? Maybe K Star. I don't know. You're out there in Indianapolis, but if you got anybody has any insight on this, how does a guy, you know, come into the season and 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 now he's got to miss his third game. Don't know when he's going to play. He's franchise quarterback. What the heck did they do all off season? What the heck did they do? You know, he don't got a torn freaking Achilles or an ACL or an MCL or a PCL or you know one of those. You know, I, I don't get it. He had the whole off season to get himself ready to play, and he's now going to miss his third straight game. And now it's getting to the point where. They dropped to zero and three. Do you even want to bother? I mean, I know we just said don't rush to judgment after two weeks. I'm okay with that. But at some point, at zero and three, at zero and four, you got to start saying, do you even play the guy? If he if he was that soft, and I don't mean soft as in he he's not a tough player. I mean soft as in we were concerned that he wouldn't be able to play. He's still injured. He's still feeble right now. We can't put him out there. He's not ready. Okay, so if it's not gonna be it's not gonna be week three. So at what point do you just say, you know what? We're just gonna back we're just gonna you know what, we're gonna take this year and you know, we're gonna go with uh Jacoby and we're gonna try to get him ready for next year. This is our franchise. We he ain't ready and there's no sense in even putting him out there. I don't know. Hey, whoever wants this one, I don't really care. Come on. Holler at me. Yeah, so I live here, let me just take this. Um I honestly I think someone's lying. Someone's lying. Someone has to be lying. He should be back now from everything I've heard in terms of what the scope would be um, injury uh, in rehab dictated. So either he got re-injured and no one reported it, which means someone's still lying, or someone's lying about the procedure or injury he had to begin with. Um, He should already be on the field. And they're not saying anything to anyone. And honestly, I wonder – if he's even going to come back this season, I think that they might might have put him off the took him off the PUP to give the impression he might come back in order to keep ticket sales afloat in Indianapolis because their product without Andrew Luck is pure garbage. So it wouldn't surprise me if Ursay suggested or or thought to himself, hey, at least we can give the idea that maybe Luck will be back within the first six weeks. You know, keep the fans' interest up. 
before, you know, riding out the sunset and, and, and him actually not being able to play whatsoever. That wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Hmm. Well, they're screwing my fantasy up because he was my guy. You know, yeah, he's on my bench right now in our league. He's, he's on my bench right now in our league. He's just taking our roster spot. I don't even know what to, what to do. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Okay, and they need to they need to they need to do something about this. I'm just saying, screw me up fantasy wise. Screw me up. <laughs> not to mention, I benched Emmanuel Sanders. I really felt good about the fact that I really felt good that Emmanuel Sanders wasn't going to set it off against the Dallas D. I really felt oh really good God. about it, and 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 and, and I have him in both <laughs> leagues, and he was on the bench in both leagues. And um, by the way, I lost both. He would have won. I mean, yes. Yeah. He, uh, he yeah, at least one of the leagues he would have won it for me. I think against you, Train, I think it would have been enough no, to be over the top. It was, you were playing, you were playing Pimmer. He would have beat. He oh, you what? were playing Pimmer. It would've, he would have beat you. What's yeah, that? you you'd have beat Pimmer had you started. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just sad. It's just sad. I'm just I'm just getting my butt kicked. I'm not happy about it. I don't like when the points are on the bench. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Um, anyway. Does, um, does anyone know or, or recall what kind of shoulder surgery Lux had? Was it a torn labrum? Was it a rotator? Was it? Let me. I'm trying to find the details on it, and I still can't find it. I don't know. Because I think that's part of the problem right there is that they seem to be very coy about what kind of surgery he had, and that's. That's a huge uh, difference between a rotator and a labrum. I mean, T, you know I had shoulder surgery last year, and that was on my non-throwing shoulder. That was on my left shoulder. That was, let's see, almost 15 months ago to the day. And I'm going to tell you, bro, I still have issues. I still need torn, to go back to physical therapy. I just torn can't labrum. it. Torn labrum. Yeah, yeah. but, but – That surgery but in January. J- all right, but, JB, with all due respect – these are world-class athletes with world-class facilities. I mean, we got guys that, you know, Terrell Suggs blows his Achilles out and is back in 10 months, okay? I, 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 you know, they're, they're, what, what you have access to, and I know you're a workout fiend, and I know you take your physical fitness very seriously. Um, you and Train should be sitting there talking, comparing notes, because Train out there running 27 miles at a time and, and, and sitting there with sitting there with running 27 miles with the wife with a Coke in his hand. He's just amazing. Train's just amazing. But y- y'all should compare notes. But my point is, I know you take your physical fitness very seriously, but we at our level don't have the resources and stuff that these guys have. And they end the time to spend getting the treatment because this is all they need to do. We got to go to work. We got to take care of family. We got, you know, we got to pay bills. We got, and then, oh, yeah, by the way, I need to do therapy on my leg or my arm or whatever. I need to figure out, these, this is all these guys need to do because this is their craft. This is their livelihood. This is why they're multi, multi, multi-millionaires. So I get what you're saying. But at the same time, you know, when you see people like Suggs coming back, you see, you know, look at Jalen Smith in Dallas. His nerve ain't regenerated yet. I hope everybody understands. You see this guy running all over the field. The nerve has not fully regenerated yet. They don't expect it to fully regenerate until um, next year. So he still doesn't have full feeling in that leg. And look at the guy running all over the field for Dallas, looking like Sean Lee, looking like the second coming of Sean Lee, okay? I'm saying is, you know, I don't understand with everything that they have why if the surgery was in January and we're eight, nine months later, because I didn't do any, did y'all hear? I didn't hear any of this coming. 
it looked like until until they started preseason games, looked like he was, you know, okay. He looked like he was progressing. And he was going to be, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's not playing. He's not playing. He's not playing. We don't know if he's going to start. Tweeted, Ursay tweeted even in January he'll be ready by, by the season uh, opener. And right. looking at the reports, the longest this was expected to take would be nine months. So he should be he should be out there by now. It happened in January. I think someone's lying. So some off. You're probably not far from where I was going because I really wasn't done with what I was trying to say because see where you went, that's not where I was going. What I was really trying to say is that the shoulder joint is is a joint that's very complicated and very complex. It's had six to nine months. He's on the the back end now of the nine months. And and to to K-Star's point, maybe someone's not quote-unquote lying, but I don't think someone's telling the full truth. And I don't think anyone has actually said the full extent of the injury. You can tear a labrum. Is it a partial tear? Is it a complete tear? Those are the kinds of questions that I would need to have some answers to to better understand why he's not out on the field. Because, like I said, it, it, the shoulder joint is like no other joint that you have. And I'm not saying that to be funny. It's, it's complex. When you go in there and you have either a arthroscopic procedure or a complete open procedure, that can cause a difference in your time getting back on the field. That's the direction that I was going in. So I don't think if either someone's lying or they're not telling the truth as to how much damage was actually done. Plus, this seems to be an injury that was lingering for a couple of years now back in 2015. So maybe there's more yeah. damage done to the that they that they're just not willing to let on, and maybe that's what's causing the delay right now. Week two. So week well, two, this injury occurred against the um... – Looks like the Broncos, according to some reports I read. Week two of the 2015 season, he played most of the season and threw it in massive pain. So, yeah, I don't know. This is something's off. Something's weird. Well, yeah, I mean, and I'm 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 there. I mean, I, Jay, I was just responding to your comments about you know your shoulder and how you still have issues, and I'm saying you know I I, I respect that, and I, I but it's not the same because these guys have access to things we could never afford to, to have access I to. I wasn't trying to compare that part, that, but I'm saying I wasn't trying to compare that part. What I was trying to get to was that it's a it's a joint that's like no other, and it, it may take more time depending upon the severity of it. That's where I was going. I just wasn't finished with my point. Well, okay, but you're, I hear what you're saying, but if a Terrell Suggs on a, you're not going to tell me that it's going to take longer to rehab a shoulder and fix a shoulder than an Achilles. And no one's going to make me believe that. And Suggs was back in under a year where Achilles um, injuries have kept people out for, you know, 18 months. And Suggs was back in under a year. So I'm, I, I, I'm, at, I, I'm at the end where I agree with you guys. Somebody lying here. Somebody playing games with us here. Because for him to still not be playing, and every week, he—I mean, he's—it's—it's it's Tuesday. He's ruled out for Sunday. It's Tuesday, and he's ruled out for Sunday. Somebody lying here, because he should have been ready to play. And the fact that he isn't, somebody's lying. I'm not gonna say that. I'm saying they're lying. They are lying to us. Maybe yeah. internally, everybody knows what's going on. That's fine. That's. But what they're sharing with the public? Yeah, somebody lying. Somebody and they also, have a gag. they also have a gag, by the way, guys. Andrew Luck, real, real quick, we Andrew know Luck hasn't said anything. Sorry, just real quick. Andrew Luck hasn't said anything or addressed the media since, uh, I believe, April. He's on a gag order. I mean, and, and, let me, and let me put it this way. We all know the horrific injury Teddy Bridgewater had. No one expected him back until next season. They're talking he might be back this season. They're talking about, about midpoint of this season. He could be ready to play. 
So I'm, I'm just saying, somebody over there is lying to us about what's going on with Andrew Luck. And they need to not do that because, simply because what's the point of it? I mean, K-Star, you make some valid points, I guess, on why, but we, we you know, we are the, hey, in case everybody forgets, NFL is funded by our dollars. <laughs> you know, NFL is funded by our dollars. We're the ones buying the tickets, buying the merchandise, uh, supporting the, the companies that advertise. That's all for us. So the least you can do is let us know. What's the deal with yeah, our starting quarterback? I'm not even talking about on a fantasy level. Problem. I'm talking about as a fan. As a fan, I want to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I think they're but doing Colts fans dirty, honestly. Oh. I think they're doing Colts fans dirty. JB, what were you about to say? I was saying, do we know if he's even begun to throw yet? Because I, I, haven't, I haven't heard a whole lot of anything out of that camp. Have he even begun some type reports, of throw Yeah, reports uh, were that he began throwing in July. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he okay. was definitely throwing in OTAs. Um, but so you know, it, has that continued? Has he been shut down? What, because July right. was two months ago. So I mean, what's what's the current in terms of his his throwing status? Has he resumed it? Has they have they shut him down? That that's kind of the question I'm asking. Yeah, they I don't know. They, I, I, they even even the throwing hasn't been public, so you know, no one really knows that. They haven't really been discussing it. The only report I've seen is that he started throwing in mid July. And that leads to exactly where you were going, Train, initially. I mean, Train, um, K-Star with, with someone either telling a lie or just not giving out any information whatsoever because I've also heard talk about, well, Luck wants out of Indianapolis. And if, if that's the case, maybe that's part of the reason why they're, they're having him not play. And it, it seems like there's, there's so much more going on underneath the surface that no one else outside of that organization has any clue whatsoever what's going on. We really don't know if he's throwing. We really don't know if he wants out. We don't know anything. We haven't heard from him. We haven't heard from coach. We haven't heard from general manager other than he's out for the upcoming week. It's really it. I haven't heard that he wanted out. He signed a contract two years ago. That was the richest contract in the league, so I haven't heard that. I'll be surprised considering that, but, I mean, who knows at this point anymore? This is odd. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Who knows at this point? Um, all right, let's I just, monitor. I just let's think when it. you, I was just gonna say, I think when you trade, when you trade for another team's third string quarterback, it speaks volumes of um of where you are. Mm. It's pretty much that simple. You don't expect don't expect mm. to see that guy no time soon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. All right, pissing me off right now, fantasy wise. Just saying. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see what I got here. Train, uh, back to you. Back to you. We're going to be winding down the show shortly, guys. Um, but, Train, you know, th- there's rumblings now that maybe it's Trubisky time over in Chicago. Um, would you throw him to the wolves or would you let him just sit back and, and kind of do the, uh, you know, uh, you know I, you're, we're not ready. You're not ready. We don't want to discourage you and have you go in and throw you to the wolves and and have you you know get whooped up and you know or, or we, we, you know we're gonna just go ahead and keep you on the bench and maybe you'll get some some garbage time snaps but we're gonna just hang tight or would you just say you know what can't get any worse heck go on in man just uh, baptism by fire bro we're gonna throw you to the wolves and see and see if you can swim right what, what, what would your what would your position be with your team 
quarterback position? Wow, dude, that is not that's really not an easy question to answer. It's it's, it's, it's quite mixing. <laughs> it, it it really isn't. Two people might be like, Yeah, let's go ahead and throw in Mitch from like why? Um it uh, it's as a fan, as a fan of the team, I'll tell you I just want to see Mitch. Like I mean, Glenn has been in the league for three years now. You definitely didn't make enough noise in Tampa Bay to make them think you could rival Jameis Winston. I mean, you you came to Chicago to be a starter. I mean, do you know what that means? It damn sure doesn't mean turning the ball over three times in the first half and damn near losing the game for us before we even get started good. So at this point, um, it's – as a fan, I would I would rather see Mitch um, from a from a guess I guess from a coaching perspective, GM perspective. It's like yeah, you pour money in this guy. Evidently, you have some confidence in his talents. It it, it is early, so and it was it was game two. He looked compete looked he looked good in game in against Atlanta. He looked really really bad against uh, against Tampa Bay. So maybe you wait you wait and see. It's not like Chicago. It's going to be going to the playoffs on the Mitch because we have other issues. We have injuries that we won't be able to overcome no matter how we do the quarterback position. I just think um, this is, I think, based on Chicago's quarterback situation, this is why you have so much respect for coaches like Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll when they can literally pull the, tri- pull the trigger on a $10 million investment and be like, yeah, we're just going to flush that down the toilet. We're going to start the rookie. <laughs> In Chicago's case, it was more or less like nineteen million, <laughs> you know. But you you brought him in and told him he was the starter no matter what. So, mm. you know, okay. you, you're going to save face as long as you can. Yeah, I throw him in anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That was yeah. a fan of me, man. <laughs> yeah, I throw him in. Go ahead, go for it. You know, um, all right. Last topic of the night. JB brought this one up. Interesting topic. Surprises and disappointments um, in the first two weeks. JB, since this was your your brainchild, we'll start with you. Uh, any surprises or and or disappointments after first two weeks of the season? Well, uh, yeah. From a team perspective, and, and probably this may be in the minority, but my surprise so far, it's probably not the top one, but right now because I'm tired as well, it's the one that comes to mind. Kansas City Chiefs being 2-0, and it's not the fact that they're 2-0, it's how they came 2-0. They, they had a great game against the Patriots, playing them on the home turf. 105-2 and two was a record going into the fourth quarter when the Patriots are leading. Now they're 105-3, thanks to the Chiefs. Then they had the game against the Eagles, and obviously the Eagles is a bit of a step down in quality. We were talking about the Eagles versus the Patriots, but they didn't step down to the competition, and that's what makes teams, that's what separates you from the, the, the decent teams to the very good teams to potentially championship teams. You play to the level that you expect to play. And seeing them in, in the, the game against the Patriots and what I saw the highlights against the Eagles, that would be my my overall surprise. My disappointment would be the Giants and how absolutely inept that offense looks with all the supposed weapons they have and things that they've done in the off season, and they have looked absolutely atrocious. It, it makes me think the Cowboys win 
wasn't that big of a win just because of how bad the team looks. The defense is, is pretty good, but it doesn't mean anything when you can't put any points on the board. So that would be overall my my surprises and disappointments thus far. My only comment is it's still a great win for Dallas because it's a division rival that swept them last year. So I don't give a damn how good or bad they are. It's a good win because they're in the division and they swept them. Dallas lost three games, as you know, and two of them were to the Giants. So uh, any division win is a great win. So, But uh, I hear you, the Giants. That, that was I was going to echo that, but I'll come up with something different. Um, uh, K-Star, any surprises yeah. and or disappointments after two weeks? For me, um, the biggest surprise is definitely the play of one Trevor Simeon through the first two weeks of the season. Um, we saw it week one against the Chargers. He had a very good game, I believe three touchdowns, Monday Night Football, in command of the offense. And then, well, uh, you know, TJB, you guys saw it firsthand. What he did at Dallas, he looked in complete control. I think T even compared his play to uh, Tom Brady's earlier in the sense that he looked extremely calm, efficient, kept making the right reads, um, and, again, just seems to have taken, like, three steps, not not just one, but, like, three steps relative to last year um, through the first two games of the season. So he's, he's definitely surprised me uh, with how well and how uh, great the offense has, of Denver has looked because, um, I, you know, I don't know if it will last, but one thing I do know is if it does last, then I am very intimidated uh, by the Broncos because that instantly raises them to a Super Bowl caliber football team. Okay. Any disappointment? Uh, I, I would say the biggest disappointment so far is um, from is looking at Seattle's offensive line. They're just atrocious. I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of them uh, Seattle play this season, uh, but they struggle to even beat San Francisco, San Fran. I believe had a 9-6 lead or, or were up in the fourth quarter at one point. Um, and the game against Green Bay, Seattle, again, just looked completely uh, outmatched at the offensive line. And, and that seems to be a bugaboo for them each and every year. But this year it looks especially horrific. And they're very fortunate to be 1-1 one one right now. They should have lost to San Francisco. Okay. Dr. Train, surprises and or disappointments after two weeks. Wow. Hard to have. <laughs> But I guess to jump into the conversation, um, hmm. if I had to pick a surprise, I would say uh, Detroit's overall play. Uh, they, they, uh, they look, they're starting to look more like a complete team, uh, both sides of the ball. It doesn't look like Matthew Stafford got his money and just ran with it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's still earning the money that they that they decided to pay him. Um, and uh, they look like they may give Green Bay uh, a serious, serious run for the NFC North. Uh, whether they make playoff noise, that's a, that's a whole other story. But they they definitely look look like they can play tough enough to rival Green Bay. And it's it's mainly you know paying attention to their defensive side of the ball and if they keep their running backs healthy. Um, man, disappointments. Um, I thought this one would be. I thought this one would be easy. But anyway, it, it is. I, I hate piggybacking on my own team. I really do. <laughs> I could. Um, I, I would say yes. I, I am. I am fairly disappointed in my own team. 
Um, it, it, and just constantly see Kevin White get injured every freaking season. <sighs> this story is starting to get old. Number one draft draft pick. Well, yeah, first round draft pick, second round receiver taken in that in uh, in that class. Uh, three picks after Mari Cooper, and we still don't know what we have because we haven't seen a full season. And I guess my other big surprise, I know you're not a big fan of him, but I've always liked, I've liked Bruce Arians, and I like Arizona, and they, you know, they, they it, of course they laid an egg week one, but maybe, you know, missing David Johnson is pretty, is pretty huge for their, for their offense, so. Um, and a, yeah, and a lot of people's fancy teams. <laughs> and a lot of people's fancy And a lot of people's fancy teams. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, we'll go see Mr. Arians and uh, the David Johnson Arizona David Johnsonless Arizona Cardinals next Monday night. My Dallas Cowboys. Um, my surprise would be two one uh, Hunt over in Kansas City. Where the hell did he come from? But oh my God! And if anybody has him on their fantasy team, good for you. Um, secondly, the complete. I don't believe in Trevor Simeon. Let me be clear, even though I made my half sarcastic, half serious comparison to Tom Brady. It was more a dig on my team, making him look that good. Um, but through two games, he has looked very good. I don't believe in him. So he's got a long way to go to convince me, but he certainly whooped my team's butt. Um, but but it, it, I, the, the Denver Broncos performance on Sunday was as dominant a performance as I've seen in a very long time. I mean, they beat, they won the line of scrimmage battle. They they won offense. They won defense and even special teams with Demarcus Lawrence, who was probably the only shining star of the whole team, uh, leveraged himself to try to block a field goal and gave him a first down. And then what would have been a, um, a 10-7 game turned into a 14-7 game, and then it, it escalated after that. So um, so every facet of the game, the Cowboys were whooped. I didn't expect the team to be manhandled that badly by um, Denver. I really thought it was a very even matchup, and it would be a battle similar to the Dallas-Green Bay game in the – and, and I kept waiting for Dallas to come back. I kept waiting, like the Green Bay game. Okay, you start slow. This team got up on you. I kept waiting, and it never really came. It never really came. They just dominated. They whooped the Cowboys, and I'm yeah, shocked by that. Can I ask a question? Why, why does it seem like Dallas' game plan was to come out throwing? Because everybody expects them to run the ball. I mean, you got, you know, what, what I don't want to hear it anymore, the best offensive line in the game. I don't want to hear it anymore. I mean, first of all, um, Doug Free retired. Okay, he was the right tackle. Ron Leary was right guard. He's now with Denver. <laughs> okay. Um, Chaz Green is now the new guard. Uh, he's okay, but he ain't Ron Leary. And Lyle, Lyle Collins moved from guard to tackle. I believe he will get there because he has actually has a pro bowl as a guard under his belt. So I believe he will get there. I think he will be dominant. He actually played Vaughn Miller pretty well, considering how great Vaughn Miller is. Um, you know, he actually played him pretty well. I don't know about Chaz Green. I don't want to hear about the offensive line being the best in the game anymore. I don't want to hear that mess because they were manhandled completely. But I think when, when, when one, you know you're going to run Zeke, so you try to throw off a little bit. When you've got Dez, when you've got Cole Beasley, when you've got Jason Witten, it's like, yeah, we can throw the ball too, okay? Um, 
And I think secondly, you, you're reacting to what the defense is giving you. When they're putting seven, eight in the box, you're sitting there saying, okay, <laughs> not beat our head against the wall. Let's throw the ball and let's try to win some of these one-on-one matchups. And Dallas just didn't do it. So that leads me to my disappointment. Um, I already beat up on Des Bryant, but the whole team just didn't. And, and I'd, I, want, I want to see what happens on Monday night. Because I'm thinking it was just one of those games. We've all been there. It's just one of those games. You just didn't show up. And it's, 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 you know, it's not the loss. Because, you know, there's a reason why most teams don't go undefeated. It's the reason why, you know, in regular season, you've only had, what, two teams go undefeated in the regular season. It's three to game. It doesn't happen. So I'm okay with the loss. I'm not okay with getting beat to the point where you just didn't even look like you could compete that team looks so dominant over you and you're a team that was number one seed a year ago you're 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 a team that was 13 and three you're a team that came into this league as a uh one of the super bowl favorites out of the nfc and then you just blew it so i'm gonna see what they do against arizona you come out and beat arizona in arizona all is forgiven let's move on but i'm very disappointed in the performance of my dallas cowboys and I get what my brother was saying about maybe the Giant victory wasn't as impressive because the Giants aren't looking as good as they should be. So I don't disagree with that statement at all. Um, But, you know, if you lose now against Arizona, then I will say maybe the Cowboys aren't the team we thought they were, right? You know, maybe, you know, we hear they are who they thought they were, but maybe the Cowboys aren't the team we thought they were. We just, uh, the Bears are what we thought they were. What we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. The late, great Denny Green. The late, great Denny Green. Oh, man. One of the greatest uh, impromptu uh, of uh, uh, speeches ever in a game of football. Uh, Love it. Love it. Go play that one to death. But, you know, I'm wondering if the Cowboys are who I thought they were, who we thought they were, who everybody thought they were. And Monday night is going to be test. I'm not rushing to judgment. But if you go out there and lay an egg against Arizona and then you play the giant team that looks terrible, you go against a Super Bowl contender like Denver and you blow it, and you go against uh, a playoff, perennial playoff team like Arizona and you blow it, all of a sudden I'm wondering, are you, are you as good as I thought? So let's see what happens next week. Um, all right, we have reached the end of the show, gentlemen. Final words. Let's start with, uh, with K-Star. Final words for the night. I'm sorry, but we're coming for you, man. The Steelers are coming to the Windy City. I'm going to eat your children. Man, it's a wrap, bro. You <laughs> said, I'm going to eat your children. I mean, man. <laughs> my back is broken. I broke my back. I broke my back. It's broken. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so is, is it really Pittsburgh and in, in, in Chicago? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Train, train, train. Is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just doesn't get any better, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> what, well, train. What? What? You know. On that note, what are your final words? 
feel like these feel like real final words. <laughs> Look, man, uh, I I do expect for our, for our defense to at least uh, slow Le'Veon down. We do play the run pretty well, um, but uh, and Antonio Brown will eat us alive. I'm sorry, we, we don't we don't have the secondary to cover that dude. He's just way too way too elusive. I, I, offensively, I have no idea what to expect. I've I've seen the okay and I've seen the really ugly. But for a dude that stands six eight and can't throw his, uh and can't seem to keep from throwing balls behind receivers, I, I don't know what else to say. Other than that, you know, I'll just look forward to the other games. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll do one even better. I'll just look forward to me and my wife's anniversary trip because. Uh, Saturday will be one year. So, I'll be in this tonight. There you go. You guys yeah, will okay. Congrats, yo. Uh, congrats, Trey. Thank you. Yeah, yes, congratulations, sir. brother. Um, uh, one thing I want to say real quick before I get let JB get in there and get his final thoughts. One real quick thing I just want to say. Um, she's not listening, um, but I will play this back for her. But my oldest is 21 today. 21 years old, Melina Floyd, my oldest, my firstborn. Um, you will be hearing this at some point, so I'm sure Uncle will have a comment in a second. But your dad loves you to death. I'm sorry I didn't, we couldn't connect up today. I was out, I was out her way today, but I'm working. She's in class, and we just we couldn't we couldn't get it together where I could see her today. But she will be coming home this weekend, and we got all types of fun things planned to celebrate, including um, actually having our first legal drink together, me and the family and my my 21 year old daughter. So it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend, but. Hey, love you. Happy birthday. Um, make it a great week. Enjoy. Birthdays only come once a year. And as you know, the Floyd family thinks birthdays are special, and uh, yours is extra special because it's yours. So happy birthday. Anyway, let me go over to JB. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, that was going to be part of what I was going to say also. Your firstborn, my first niece. So definitely a big happy birthday to uh, my big little pumpkin turning 21, and obviously Uncle loves you dearly. Have fun this weekend. Don't have too much fun, but have a little fun for me. And then from a football perspective, as we kind of touched on earlier in the uh, conversation, this is only week number three, so let's kind of keep everything in perspective. As the season starts to take shape, then we can obviously really see where everything's going to shake out. But this is only going to be week number three. So enjoy the games. We'll see how things shake out. And um, go Cowboys. Um, actually, I will say this. It's okay to have too much fun this time because, one, your father will be there. So it's actually okay because I'll be there. And it's 21. But don't make it a habit. That's all I'm going to say. But I'll be there. Anyway, um, uh, my final words, uh, first of all, rest in peace, Bobby the Brain Heener. And if you are a wrestling fan, you know who I'm talking about. One of the, one of the funniest, um, most talented contributors on every level to the WWF, then later the WWE. I mean, when he was on his game, particularly as a manager, he, 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 I mean, what he brought to wrestling that no one will ever, it, 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 it'll never happen again. It's so unique. I mean, this was a guy who could get out there and, and literally 
make fun of himself constantly. He was Bobby the, you know, Bobby the Brain. He, they called him the Weasel. He dressed up in Weasel outfits. He did so much and had no boundaries. He would do anything to get laughter from the people to just, you know, it, when you realize that they're acting and that it's all fake, you have to truly appreciate what he did for that industry and how much he gave of himself where he was the butt of so many jokes of so many things and and he and just go to you if anybody out there especially young audience don't know who he is go to youtube and just watch some of his stuff and uh particularly when he was managing rick flair and he was going up against hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know it's it just it was just it's it's funny it's entertaining and he passed away a couple of days ago he'd been battling throat cancer um he did come back while he was battling throat cancer and he didn't have the same voice and i felt so bad for him he had lost weight he didn't look the same um but you know it just you know the golden era of wrestling as i grew up as my brother grew up bobby the brain heenan was in the middle of the whole thing and um you know, rest in peace, man. I, I you know, uh, for all us humanoids out there, because that's one of his words, uh, rest in peace, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, as far as football goes, hey, I couldn't say, I, can't, I have nothing to add to what my co-hosts have said, particularly from the fact that we are going into week three. We go through this every year, and the season flies by. The next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving. I mean, we're at the end of September. We literally are looking at the end of September, okay? Um and, you know, when it October rolls in, you, just it just started. It just started, and we're already at week three. And when October rolls through, you actually start seeing the cream start to rise to the top. You start seeing it. By the time you start getting into Halloween and you can see Thanksgiving coming, then it's really like, you know, like, okay, yep, this one's on a roll. This one's on a roll. This one's on a roll. So enjoy it because it's going to fly by. And lastly, um, you know, when I was in Dallas, I'm going to start. I'm going to end with what I started with. They played a video of Michael Irvin on the Jumbotron, the big HD TV, and he had his shirt on. It was Focus. It was a cowboy shirt that said Focus. I'm going to get one, by the way, T-shirt. And he was talking about, you know, everybody get together and focus. And he was talking to the team, and he was also talking to the fans. We need your help. Um, it was such an – I want to find it. If I find it, I may put it on the Madden Voice page because it's something Michael, Michael Irvin does very, very well that passionate motivational speech. I, I hope there's someone that gives them that speech this weekend because, you know, I, I, I got to be honest. I'm trying not to be long-winded here because I'm trying to end the show, but I'm, I, 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 I'm getting tired of the same narrative year after year after year after year, almost but not quite, just short enough. Man, next year it's going to be better. And then, bam, not quite, you know, injury, suspension. We don't know. I'm tired of it. As a lifelong Cowboy fan, I'm tired of it. We didn't have the Romo distraction. Okay, you know who your quarterback is. And yet we still had player suspensions, um, you know, just issues. Um, I, I, I don't get it, but I'm tired of the excuses. I am at the point now, and I said this, I said this before the season started, it's time for y'all to show me something, show me something. And y'all didn't show me Jack Sunday. Okay. You didn't show me Jack. So I expect my team on Monday night. Hey, I'm not saying you got to win. A win would be great, but I want to see you fight. I want to see you fight. I want to see you focused. I want to see some hunger. I want to see some panic and some desperation. I know it's only the third game, but you don't want to go one and two. That's not what you are. 
you want to leave there two and one, having won a divisional game and then split against two perennial playoff teams, and you're on your way. So I want to see my team focus, and I want to see them fight. I'd like to see a win, but show up. Just show up, crying out loud. Enough is enough. Tired of it. Sick of it. Show up. And that's all I got. <laughs> all right. So, hey, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Dr. Train. Thank you, K-Star. Thank you, JB. We'll be back here uh, next Tuesday night. I'm looking ahead to my schedule. I will. Uh, yep, I may be in a hotel, but I will, we will still do the Madden Voice next Tuesday night. Um, so for Dr. Train, for JB, for K-Star, hey, enjoy the games next weekend. And remember, in the NFL, all fuses settled on the field. Good night, everybody. See you next week.